Well, I'd like to welcome all of you here today. We'll begin the service. We'll sing number 242, Wonderful Words of Life. You know the song there, talking about the wonderful words of life. Couldn't help but just think about how and the things that we've been reading about the last several months, about that eternal life and what God can do for us. And his word here is that eternal life. His words that we have right here in this book is the wonderful words of life that we can all read, that we can all study, we can all go to Him. And He says, I'll put it into your mind and I'll write it in your heart and it'll be there for us that we can have and direct us, lead God and direct us in everything that we do. 
the words of eternal life. He says, sing them over again to me. And, and you know, it seems like that's what's just going over and over and over, him talking about how that we can have that eternal life through Jesus Christ, not by our works, but through Jesus Christ we can have that, the wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, the wonderful words of life. And that can be a beautiful and wonderful thing in our life that we can know that we're walking with Jesus Christ. We're, we can know that we are assured of eternal life when we leave here. So let's give him the honor and the glory and thanks for all that has been done for us. And let's put our faith and trust with him and repent of our sins and see victory. Victory in Jesus Christ. I hope that's where we, why we've come out here this morning to learn more about him and to see how that we can get closer and closer to him. And I want to see each and every one that's here today. Let's draw closer to him. Let's move up. Because our eternal salvation depends on our connection with him. It's not where you go to church. It's not what church you belong to. It's whether or not you have that connection with Jesus Christ our Lord. And if we have that, then he's going to direct you into the right place. He's going to direct you with people here upon the earth that is serving him. He wants you to be able to grow and to help others grow. And that should be our mind also. What can we do today to help someone on their journey? What can we do today to encourage someone in the truths of Jesus Christ? And also to be encouraged in our own way, to be encouraged ourselves, and to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You know, last Sunday... We read in Revelations, we read the 19th, 20th, and 21st. And I believe I'd like to read today, finish up the Revelations, and let's start reading at the 22nd chapter of Revelations. It's a short chapter, but I'd just like to read on through that, finish up the book there of Revelations. We'll read just a few verses there, starting at the 22nd verse of the 21st chapter. Just read a few verses there to kind of connect us right on into that 22nd chapter. And as you remember there, what we read about was a lot about the things that's taking place right in the end of time. Right after Christ comes back here to the earth and how and where the righteous will be and how and where the beast and the false prophet and the kings and the armies of the beast and all of those where they will be during that thousand year millennial period and who they are. The people there that proclaim to be a Christian but not, not following him, a hypocrite. Those are the ones there that he says are cast into that lake of fire. There at the beginning, 
of the millennial period to be in that for a thousand years and Satan cast and put into that bottomless pit there. He is bound to where he cannot deceive the people anymore and not deceive the righteous. The righteous being there with Christ Jesus here upon the earth then for a thousand years. And after that period of time, then Satan coming back, being loosed, and he's bringing all the people, the dead, up here upon the earth there, I believe, to try to tell them of the reward that they're going to receive, but fire comes down from God and destroys them. And then that great white throne judgment there. That the books are open. And there each one is judged out of whether or not what their names are and whether their works are is in that Lamb's book of life. And that's where we can, each and every one of us, know today that we can be a part of that. We can have our names recorded in that. And he says rejoice because your names are there. Not risk rejoicing because of what you see that the Spirit can do within you. But he says rejoice because your names are written in that Lamb's book of life. So let's put our faith and trust there this morning. And starting there at that second, 22nd verse. He says, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb were the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of the God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Those that are saved, walking in the light of God forever and ever. There is no temple there then. There is no place that people would have to go to to worship. They are there with God. He is the temple. And Jesus Christ, He is there. And we all have a part of that nation, a part of that group of people there that is in that saved condition forever and ever. Now, the thousand years is finished. The judgment has been. The wicked... All the, the ungodly have been cast into that lake of fire. Satan and, and the beast and all of those are cast into that lake of fire forever and ever. But here, now, the righteous are there with God. What a wonderful day that is. What a wonderful time. They're there. And he says, The nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, the light and the glory of God forever. And in that magnificent city of streets of gold and the walls of all the jewels and the gates of pearls, such a wonderful place. And there with a master like God, a master, a God that loved the people so much that he sent his son so that you could come and live with him forever. We think about here upon the earth and the condition that we're in now and these bodies that we have and the temptations 
that Satan is constantly trying to tempt you into something and trying to lead you away. And the tears and the sorrow, the pain, the death. But all of that gone away. It's, we, it's, it's hard for us to even imagine what is going to be there. Such a beautiful and wonderful place. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations unto it. You know, there's no reason. It's all wonderful people. There are no thieves as we, we talked about there earlier that he talked about. There is no thieves. There is no abomination. There is nothing there but all righteous and God and His Son. All of God's sons now. Remember that He has promised to us that we can become a son of God by repenting of our sins, by trusting in Jesus Christ. And then we are all there with God. And there shall in no wise enter in, in, into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, nor maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now I want us to everyone to stop and think about what we just read there. And how that throughout the world that people believe that yes, I can, I can live in the same lifestyle. I can be a sinner. But yet I will be saved. God's a loving God. He's not going to condemn me. But I want you to listen and see what was, what was written right here that Jesus had recorded, God had recorded. The angel told him, John there what was going to happen. And he says, now, now they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. They, the righteous, and God and his sons. And there shall in no wise, he says, not any way, shape, or form enter into it anything that defiles, that would defile this perfect place. You know, we've never seen that in our life, and we never will. But this place that is there now is absolutely perfect. The Son of God and God is there reigning. All the sins have been destroyed in, in man. Those that had accepted Christ and living by His will are there, clean, Remember, we read about that, that he would give them that white robe. He would dress them in that white linen, clean and pure, as a bride going before the bridegroom. And that's what is there now. There is nothing, he says, then no wives will enter anything that defiles that righteous place. All of Satan and all of sin and all ungodliness has been cast away. A new earth and a new heaven has been made. 
The old earth and the old heaven burned, destroyed. And there shall in no wise enter anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination. And there's things going on upon the earth today that the Lord said, that God said was an abomination to him. Thousands of years ago, he had that written in his word, in his law. And here he's saying here that there is nothing that's considered by God as an abomination that will be in this righteous place. Nothing will be able to enter into that or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life but they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the only ones that will be in there. And you and I have the opportunity today to make sure that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. But you can't do it on your own. It has to come through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way, I am the door. You have to come through that. To be a part of this. And won't it be a wonderful thing. But I want us to also. Let's go back and think just a little bit. How can I do that? It is impossible with man he says to do it. But all things are possible through Christ Jesus. And what did he do? He paid for it. The wages of man. The wages of sin. Is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God. It's not something that you can buy. It's something that He has to offer. It's something that He has to give to all of those that repent and trust in Jesus Christ be baptized for the remission of sins. That is why how you can have that, how that you can have your name written in the Lamb's book of life, and you can continue that name there right on and on and on as long as you want it to be there. As long as you want to follow Jesus Christ, as long as you want to hear His Word and live by it, as we read in here, he talks about those things. And it's just going back a little bit further, I want you to remember what he says there. He, he, he goes in that 21st verse, chapter, and he says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now again, these are words that is written here in this book. These are words that God has had recorded for us to be able to read and to be able to understand so that we can refrain from these things happening to us. He wanted to warn His people. And that's what He's doing. And He's been telling us how we can have that eternal life, and we can. And let's be a part of it. 
get your name written in the Lamb's book of life. And if it's in there now, continue with it being there. Let it continue by following Jesus Christ, by letting His Spirit direct you in everything that you say and do. And He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. I want us to think just a little bit about what's taking place there. Now here John was. And this angel was showing him all of what was taking place now. And all the glorious, wonderful place that the righteous was. And then he showed him, he says, there was a river of water of life. I want us to think about that. Do you know what that is today for us? That is the Spirit of God that is there coming from the throne of God. And it is there available to all that wants it. And it is clear as crystal. There is nothing defiling the Spirit of God when it comes from Him to us. It is perfect. Will we want to, and we want to keep it that way. And he says there, that is proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. That wonderful water that he was telling the woman at the well, that if you would receive and drink of the water that I have to offer you, you would never thirst again. And she couldn't understand that. Do you understand what he's talking about here today? That that Spirit of the Holy Ghost is coming from God there so that if you will accept it and you will drink of that, it's coming from the throne of God and it is pure, it is clear, and it is there that will purify you spiritually and make you whole. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And I believe that these things are available today for the righteous even. Then he was just showing them what was there then. And those th attributes, I feel like, are there today for us. And there's that street, that straight and narrow street that leads to life eternal. And on either side of the river was a tree of life. The river there with full of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost for us. The street, that straight and narrow street leading to eternal life. And the trees of life all the way along there. And it had the fruit there so that we could be able to partake of the fruit, the righteous fruit. And the leaves were for the healing for if we make a mistake, He is there to forgive us and to burn it up and to take us on through. This is what that is talking about there for us, the way I look at that. For us here upon the earth now, that that street is there for us to walk on. And He will keep you there if you will allow Him to do it. But He says there is a broad road. It's a way of man. And He says that leads to destruction. 
And he says, many there will be that gets on that road. But this road he's talking about here in the midst of the street of it. In the midst of the street, there was a street there in, the, in this paradise, in this heaven coming from the throne to lead us to life. And there the tree of life which yielded her fruit every month and the leaves were for the healing of the nations. He's got it all for us, friends. He's made the way. He came here and he overcame sin in every situation. And he hung on that cross. Thinking about that last supper that he had there with his disciples. What Jesus was doing. He knew that his time was up here upon the earth. He had fulfilled most of what God was asking him to do. And now... He had one more thing to go through. The death of the cross. He sat down with his disciples, his friends, and he told them what was about to happen. That he would be betrayed. Betrayed by his friend. Would you and I, we look at that and we say, why in the world would Judas do such a thing? But look right in our life. Will we betray him by not following what he's asking us to do today? Will we betray him by having the lust in our life of the worldly things and the lust of the flesh overpowering us. Is that where we would be? Is that where we are today? That would be no difference than what Judas was. Judas had a lust for money. And he loved that more than he loved walking with God. And he thought that that would bring him great happiness. And you know, people upon the earth think that this worldly lifestyle and the things of sin brings them great happiness. But it does not bring anything. does not give them any peace. None at all. So let's all think about that. And he went out then. He told them to take this wine and drink it. It's my blood. To take this bread and eat it, it's my flesh. And he says, do this in remembrance of me and what I have done for you. That's the love of God. That's the love of this lamb that is there. And he went out and he prayed. He prayed earnestly to God. Visualize this in your mind. That here is a group of men going out into a solitary place at night. A group of them. 
and Jesus going a little ways from them and falling down. In great sorrow, he knew what was about to happen. And he says, God, Father, if this cup can be taken away from me, let it be. But he said, if not, let your will be done. And he got up and he went back. And what did he find? His disciples, the ones that he felt like, that he loved, and that they loved him the most, and the one there that had said, I will go with you through death. What was taking place? They were asleep. Here with Jesus in such a sorrowful state, and praying so earnestly, and this is what God is doing for every one of us today, and has been. So earnestly pleading and begging for us to move up and to get close to Him. Are you asleep spiritually? Are you asleep naturally? What did He say? He went to him and He said, Could you not watch with me just one hour? He says, the flesh is weak. But the Spirit is willing. And the Spirit is strong. And this flesh is, it's weak. But His Spirit is strong. And His Spirit is willing to lead you to victory. If you just listen. And he went over and he did that three times. Let's be awake and let's hear the word of Jesus. Let's hear what he's saying and let's use that. I know that the spirit is that the flesh is weak, but I know that the spirit of God is strong, and I know it can overcome everything in our life. There is not one thing. That his spirit can't overcome. And he says, He that overcomes, I will give a new life. And I will not blot out their name out of the book of life. He that overcomes. That's a promise. I want to live by it. I want to keep it in mind and I want to know what He has done for us and that He is begging and pleading for us to draw near to Him. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. They shall see His face. And His name in their foreheads, that Spirit of God in them, that's what is being 
so bright and shining and you should be able to see that His name is in the righteous today. He says, let that light shine that others may be able to see and give God the glory for the good works that's being done in you. Not your works, but God's works. And that's the name, that Spirit of God. The name written in their foreheads, a Son of God. And they shall see His face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever and ever and ever. You can just go on and on and on. What a wonderful thing. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign, reign with God forever. <clears throat> and he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now that's what the righteous will be doing. But let's go back and let's read and talk a little bit about these verses that we just read. These sayings are faithful and true. The words in this book, the words in this book of Revelations, the word in, in all the Bible, even in the Old Testament there, the words are true and faithful. And all that he has there in the New Testament, the four Gospels, the Acts of the Apostles, and then all the epistles and the letters that were written, we can look upon them and say, these sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly be done. And I believe, yes, he had an angel showing John there these things that was going to be done. But I believe that he has had angels, his messengers, here upon the earth, all the way since he was here upon the earth, since Jesus was here. He has had his angels, his messengers here to show to his servants the things which will be done here upon the earth in the righteous, to encourage them in the truth, to encourage them into everlasting life. I know that these sayings are faithful and they are true. And I know His angels, His messengers, have been able to show that and to teach the people all the way along since Christ was here upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, and He will come quickly into your life if you will just submit to Him. And He will make you new. 
Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Blessed is he that lives in accordance of how Jesus Christ would have us to live our life. And it's written here in these words. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not. For I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And that's what I want to point each and every one of you to today. And I believe he's had people here again all the way along. He says, see that, see that you do it not, that you don't fall down and worship me, and you don't fall down and you worship man today or any time along the way. He says, I am my fellow servant, and that's what my job is today. I am a fellow servant of the righteous here upon the earth today. And of my brethren, thy brethren and thy prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of the book, worship God. I want to be a part of the just who he said that he was. Be a part of those that keep the sayings of the book of Jesus Christ, the book of the New Testament of God, of Jesus. I want to be a part of that. And you can, and I can, and I am. And worship God instead of worshiping the things of this world. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. And he said, Don't seal this up. I've showed it to you. Now you put it down. You write it so that other people can be able to see it and hear it. And you tell it to others. And that's what we need to be looking for and doing today in our work. Don't seal his message within us. But let's be able to proclaim it loud and clear and long. For the time is at hand. And he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Go out and proclaim the word. Give this word, this gospel to him. And he says then, whosoever, the way I read that and look at it, is that they, if they hear these things and they still, they're unjust and they still want to stay in that lifestyle, let that be done. But he says, and he that is filthy, let him still stay filthy if that's the way he wants to live. But make sure that he has these sayings and the prophecy of this book that he can read and he can understand. And he says, He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. Let him read and know and understand this and continue in that righteous work that he is doing. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Receiving that bread of life, receiving that spirit of the Holy Ghost, receiving that new birth, and keep it all the way. Let it be holy within you. And see victory. And behold, I come quickly. 
These are words of Jesus Christ. Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. And let me tell you, friends, that's going to be every one of us. He has the reward of eternal life to give to those that has trusted in Him and that has had that new birth. And He says, My reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. And the works that is within you and the works within me will be done by either the Spirit of the Holy Ghost or either the Spirit of Satan. There is nothing that is in between. And that's what he's saying there. To give every man according to his works. And you can go back and read again. And they were judged by their works, he said. And those their names were not written in the Lamb's book of life was cast into that lake of fire and brimstone. But here he's saying that I will reward, my reward is with me. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The first and the last. Blessed are they that do His commandments. That they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates and to the cities. Now listen to that carefully. Real careful. Blessed are they that do His commandments. That they may have right to the tree of life and enter into the gates into the city. Enter in through the gates into the city. And he's talking about that new city. He's talking about that city that he's already showed us about. How that God was going to make a new city there. New heaven. New earth. But how does he say that you'll be able to enter into that? He says, blessed are they that do His commandments. Go back and read, and we've talked about it so many times. He says, blessed are they that hear my words and does them. He is like the man that digs deep. We've gone over this so many times. Is that in your life? That's the ones that he's talking about here. They built their house upon that rock. The rock of Jesus Christ. That they may have right to the tree of life. That they might be able to partake of the fruit of the tree of life that is there beside that straight and narrow path that is feeding the righteous that righteous food. That they may grow and be strong spiritually. But they, the only ones that has right to that tree of life is those that keep His commandments, that does His will. That's what He's telling you right there, plain and clear. So how do you think I can go out here and live in sin and, and abominations and hatred and liars and all of these things? And have a part in that kingdom of God. He says it will not work. Listen to his words friends. Don't be deceived. But hear his word. And follow it. To victory. For without. 
Now he's talking about without that city. Without where the righteous are. He says, are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. And where are they? They're nowhere close. They're not around the righteous. They have been cast into that lake of fire. That's what His Word says. Do you want to believe it or not? I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. I, Jesus, now this is what he says, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. And I want to look at that and take it right to us in our day. Now I know that Jesus had sent this angel there to testify To John. But go on and say, look a little. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. And I believe an angel is nothing more but a righteous messenger. Can be a preacher, a teacher, evangelist, whatever it might be here upon the earth. And I believe that he was, he was talking about there a special thing with John. But I believe since that day, I believe that he has sent his angels, his messengers, his teachers, his preachers to testify unto the churches, to the people about these words and about his life and about he would have for us to live and how we can keep his commandments and how we can see victory. He says, I am the root and the offspring of David. And that's what I want to preach and teach to you today, that he came through David. He's the, he came from God. And the bright and morning star, that bright and morning star that, that we can see, that bright star that led the shepherds to Jesus. And that bright star can lead you to him today. Doesn't matter where you are. He can lead you to Him. Just submit to Him, friends. And let Him lead you to victory. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let Him that heareth say, Come. And let Him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. I want you all to hear that word. And the Spirit and the Bride say come. The Spirit of God and the Bride, the righteous, are saying to all the people that's here and all over the world today, come, come to Jesus. And let him that is a thirst, that's spiritually thirsty, know that they are about to perish because they have no water, have no spiritual drink. But he says, let him 
that here I come and let him that is a thirst, that is seeking that, come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. He is offering it there. It is coming from the throne of God. It is the free gift. Let him take of the water of life. Water of life. Freely, my friends. Freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. And out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Here, this should terrify us if we are not walking upright. He says, I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If we hear the words of all the book of the testament there, if any man add to these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in these things. If we try to add things in that it's okay to live in this life, or it's okay to do things there that God has condemned, he says the plagues of this book will come upon you. And he says if you take away from the things of the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away His part out of the book of life and of the holy city and from things which are written in this book. I want you to think about that. How that man throughout the world has taken away from the book and how they have brought things in and how they are saying that it's okay to live in such and such manner and all manner of things to try to justify their evil works, to try to justify their flesh. But what does he say here? If, you, if that's the case, if you do these things, you take away from his word, he says, I'll take away. God shall take away his part out of the book of life. That is a very, very dangerous thing. It's a very sad thing to see that these things are taking place throughout the world today. And from the things which are written in this book, He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. That's Jesus Christ. Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, Come, Lord Jesus. And I would ask Him to come, Lord Jesus, into each and every one of you today and in, in me that is under the sound of my voice to come unto us, strengthen us, and help us to walk closer to you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the power of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, be with you all. That's what he's saying. And that's why John ended this up. 
that let that be within you. And be begging, being asking for that. And then he just said, Amen to that. And that's where I want to be with today is Amen to these things. Amen to his word. And what we need to have here in our life. I want to read a little bit here in Second Peter. Starting at the first verse. Second chapter, Second Peter. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And when I look around and I see denominations and people bringing things into the trying to say that it's okay for people to live in ungodly ways, that they can live men with men and women with women and these kind of things and all manner that liars and, and fornication and all this type of things, thieves and what can be a part there. There is nothing that, that will be a part of the kingdom, the kingdom of God in that. Now I want to reach out to every one of that type of people if that's the case. Everyone has an opportunity that they can lay it down. But it cannot, it is a false teaching when they say that you can live in this type manner and then be a part of His kingdom. That is a false prophet that is saying these kind of things. And then He's telling you that you've got to be tolerant to that. You've got to adhere to it and be saying that these things are okay. It will not work. That's false teaching, false prophets. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, their deceiving ways, he's saying. The subtle ways that they come about trying to bring these things, many will follow them by reason of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken of. And we see that today, the way of the truth being evil spoken of. And people saying, because you do not go along with this type thing, you are just a hater, you're a, you're a bigot. That is not so at all. That you have a love for that type of thing and you will do whatever you can for people. For, you have a love for people there. You don't have a love for that type of lifestyle. Any of it. For anything of a sinful lifestyle, you don't have a, a love of that. You have a love for that person that they, you will help them in whatever way you see fit or that, that you can. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken. And through covenants shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, and whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world, but saved Noah the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world and the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, and making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, 
vexed with their filthy conversation from the wicked. Now look at all that God did. And there are people that tell nowadays that they go out and say, you can't preach about hell. You can talk about heaven and about the, the love of God, but the wrath of God and about hell, you can't say anything. That's too, too violent for people. It's written right here in His Word. And if He put it there, He wants us to understand it. And He gives it to us so that it will be a warning to us of how we can live. And He, did, he says there that God spared not the angels that stand, but cast them down into hell. So if He spared not the angels that sin, what do you think that He's going to do about Adam's family that just continues to live in sin after His Son came here to the earth and lived and, and died here upon the earth? For our sins. What do you think? Do you think He's going to just bring you on into heaven if you, if you live in that sin that we have talked about? He says there's nothing that is defiled that's going to enter into it. For, the, for that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. This, I can remember a time when I was just a very young Christian. Maybe had just become a part of the church a few months. I was working one night. I had a job to do. It was in a restaurant. And I had to wait until after hours for that restaurant to close. To go in and to do some wallpaper work in this restaurant. And I thought I would be in there by myself alone. Well, when they closed, I got my tools and I got everything and I started working. And about that time, the owner of the restaurant and two or three of the waitresses and several of them came into the restaurant where the tables were and the, ta the restaurant had an a intercom system and they put some stuff, some music and stuff on the intercom there. And it was some kind of a comedy something that was very vulgar and very bad. And I was in there working. And I didn't know what to do hardly about that. Didn't. I was very young in the Word. But this Word right here came to me, I remember very well, that this righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. And I was able then to go on and to do my job and just have that tune completely out, not even basically hearing what was going on. But I was able to go on and do my job and to take care of it. But I remember these words and I've thought about that many, many times since that. Probably just about every time I read it. 
For the righteous man dwelleth among them, and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of the uncleanness and despised governments, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities, whereof angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not a railing acquisition against them before the Lord. They just let these things go, and they don't, re- they don't bring railing acquisitions against these people. If they want to continue to live in that manner, just let it go on. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. And that's the unrighteous. And that is those today. They are nothing more than just as that brute beast that will be lost, that will be destroyed. That goes away. He says, made to be taken, to destroy. They speak evil of things that they understand not. They speak evil of the, of the truths of God because they do not understand it. They have not had that new birth. They are not born again and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness. That's a sad thing to think about. Shall receive the reward of unrighteousness. As they count it pleasure to ride in the daytime. As they count it pleasure to live in a sinful lifestyle. Their spots and blemishes. Sporting themselves with their own deceivings. While they feast with you. While they may be right around you. Which have forsaken the right way. And gone astray. Following the way of Balaam the son of Bozar, who, who love the wages of unrighteousness. Balaam. He did everything he could to try to get the children of Israel cursed. But God would not curse them. He tried over and over and over. But God would not curse his people. And God will not allow you to be destroyed by someone that is not walking upright with Him, trying to deceive you, speaking evil of the things that they understand not. If you will just put it into his hands, God will not let you be destroyed. He did not let Israel be cursed at that time. Which have forsaken the right way and gone astray. 
following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. And the dumbass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. The prophet would have been killed because of he did not have his mind and his eyes upon the righteous work in that day. But his mind was more on what can I do to go and to receive this reward and have the children of Israel cursed. I believe that was his mind. But his ass, his donkey that he was riding upon could see the angel of the Lord standing there with the sword to kill him. And he fell down. He also he jammed him up against the wall. And Balaam struck the donkey. And he told him, he said, if I had a sword, I'd kill you. But God put a voice in that donkey's mouth. And he became, he spoke the words of man. And he told Balaam, he says, look ahead. He said, if I had not done this, you would have been dead now. And God said that. It's what in word of the, the donkey, through the donkey, through the voice of the donkey, he told him that. That that donkey had saved him from being killed. These are wells without water. Clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. And there are clouds without water all over the earth today, deceiving false prophets. But there are people that is living by the truth across the land and across the world also. They are true prophets that is out there teaching and preaching. And that's where I want to be today, is a true prophet, a true messenger of God today. I want to be a well that is full of that everlasting water that comes from the river of life. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through their lust, through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. Through their great swelling words and motivational speakings and telling you that you just need to be the best that you can be today in your life. And everything will be okay. That's a lie from hell. That you have to be the best you can be by repenting of Jesus to Jesus Christ. By trusting in Him. By living and keeping His Word. That's in His Spirit then. Doing the works and you being the best that you can be by the Spirit of God. And after this, while they promised them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For, the, for of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought into bondage. And who is overcoming in man today? Who is overcoming you? 
Has the Spirit of God overcome? And that's what He tells us. He that is overcome, I will give to him that white garment. Now who is overcome in you? While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome of the same as he brought into bondage. I want to be in bondage with Jesus Christ. And I want to be free from Satan. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. Listen at that. Now listen, he says, If you have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you have had that new birth, is what he's saying, and you've had the pollutions, the sins of the world taken away, and they are entangled, they are again entangled therein, and overcome, that's the key word in that to me, he says, you've, you've, know, you've got the knowledge of God and you've escaped those sins. You've had them taken away. But then if you are entangled in sin again and overcome, you go back to that house. You literally say, I want nothing more to do with Jesus Christ. I don't want to live any more this way. I'm going back into my old sinful ways again. I do not want to have anything to do with that at all. And I trample the blood of Jesus Christ under my feet. He said, if you are therein entangled, the latter end of uh, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. And why is that? The latter end worse with them than the beginning. In the beginning, they had an opportunity to have eternal life. Now, that has been taken away from them. Now, they will be cast into that lake of fire and brimstone a thousand years before the rest of the dead. Because they proclaimed to be a servant of Jesus Christ, but went back and was overcome by Satan. Overcome is the key. Don't let, if we sin, we find ourselves in sin. Don't be overcome in it. Go to Jesus Christ and repent. And he says, My Father is quick to forgive. And it is His will that we all are saved. It's His will. And if it's His will, He is going he's to give us re, that repentant heart. And he's going, He says that if you know how to give good gifts unto your children being evil, He says, how much more will my Heavenly Father give to you being righteous? He'll give that to you so that you can avoid this. If you find yourselves in sin, don't be overcome. See it. Let your heart be pricked. Let yourself be broken. And repent to Jesus Christ. For it is better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. For it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. 
the dog not knowing any better to vomit up something and turn right around and eat it back again. How you can't let that sin be taken away and become new and then turn right back around and just fill, it, fill that righteous body back up with sin. It won't work. It will not happen. It cannot work. It cannot happen. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. It can't happen and us see heaven. It can happen and us be cast into hell. Overcome by the blood of Jesus Christ. Put our faith and trust in Him. And let's get on that straight and narrow path. And let's partake of that river of water of life. Repent. And be baptized for your remittance of your sins. And let's go on and see victory, friends. Victory in Jesus Christ. We'll sing number 310. Revive us again. And there may be someone might be here that might would like to make that commitment public. And you can do so by coming forward and sitting down here. Number 310, Revive Us Again.
We praise thee, O God, for the Son of thy love, for Jesus, who died and is now gone above. That's pretty much sums up the whole service. And all I can say is hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thine the glory. Thine the glory, not me, not you. Hallelujah. Amen to his word that we've read. Amen to the opportunity that we have of eternal life. For Jesus died and is now gone above at the right hand of God the Father mediating for you and me the perpetuation for our sins. He's our advocate. Use the blood and let's see victory. Let us pray. To God the Father, thank you for all you have done for us. We beg for guidance. And we beg that you just lead us and show us how we can encourage others in your word. And I ask that you prick the heart of everyone that's under the sound of my voice today that hears this message and that they come to you meek and lowly and repent and be strong in your power receiving a full measure of your spirit God help us to walk closer to you. Be with those that are struggling, Lord, and show us how we can encourage them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.